Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon. This is the state of California. Doug Sovereign is away today. A strike among TV and film writers is looking more likely after members of the Writers Guild of America just voted overwhelmingly to favor to authorize a potential strike, paving the way for a walkout if they don't reach a deal for a new contract by May 1st to secure better pay, better conditions. A record 98% of the WGA members who voted yes said they asked to the authorization a strong show of support for the possible work stoppage that would disrupt both Hollywood production and California's economy. We're going to talk more about this now. We're going to turn to the KCBS Ring Central Newsline now and bring on our guest, Anusha Sakui, entertainment industry writer for the Los Angeles Times. She broke this news for the paper earlier today. Anusha, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me on. How would you handicap the actual chances of a strike on May 1st? Look, that's that's a big question um, that you know everybody in Hollywood wants to know. And at this stage, it's it's probably still a little bit too early um, to tell because uh, they've just gone back into talks. The Writers Guild and the studios are just on Friday, so now they're armed with this you know potential threat of a strike. Um, and it's you know a lot of leverage. It's a almost unanimous uh, you know vote in favour. Just two percent voted against it of those that voted, and a huge turnout as well. So that shows, for for the writers at least, you know, strong resolve that they are willing to take action if they can't get a deal by May first. And you know, the earliest that they could walk out is you know, early in the hours of May second. But it, it, you know, look, it's a strong. They've only got a couple of weeks, and they're still far apart from what they've been saying. I know the authorization vote just uh, came down today, and you were able to break it. But have you been able to gauge reaction from the studios? From the studios knew ahead of time that they, you know, it was kind of a fait accompli that there 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 was going to be a vote in favor. The question was just um, how strong a vote in favor. And the AMPCP, which represents the studios in negotiations, they said that you know that they they want the the writers to come to the table and 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 make a you know make a deal with them. So. Their perspective is that you know the writers aren't aren't uh, negotiating fairly enough from their perspective. Um, so you know it's it's a it's a question of you know I suppose whose who's glasses you're looking through uh, when you're when through for negotiations that they the AMPTP still doesn't it feels that the writers could be doing more to. Um, you know, they, they said an agreement is only possible if the guild is committed to turning its focus to serious bargaining. So that sort of says that they, they don't think the guild is, is being engaged yet. What are the issues here? What is at the crux of the matter at the center of the dispute? Really, it's the way streaming has impacted writers' compensation, and it's done that in a few ways. 
they want the minimum pays to be in- increased and they want residuals which are um uh, the, the fees that you get for your that you've created or shown uh, again um on different platforms they want those increased but also um you know streaming has led to a change in the way writers work, uh, something called mini rooms, for example, which are streaming companies, studios tend to gather small groups of writers before they sign off on a show. Uh, and, and it's, and the, the union thinks this process of, of gathering small groups of writers into, into, uh, uh, so-called mini rooms to thrash out a lot of the work actually leads to the erosion of pay and a lot of writers have you know have, have spoken about how that how many of them are working at the lowest possible no matter how experienced they are so those are some of the central issues and that they kind of are all around how streaming has impacted writers at pay you know the last strike was in 2007 we all remember it because we were watching rerun after rerun it lasted 100 days and it cost the city of los angeles uh 2.1 billion dollars uh, did they have many rooms back then no okay. they were, the, many rooms were you know typically <clears throat> then the way that uh the tv industry was is that you would have these regular seasons Writers would be uh, employed for 10 months of the year. They would have, um, yeah, 10 months uh, of writing, something like 22 episodes. But streaming has moved towards ordering shorter uh, orders of shows, so maybe just eight episodes and, and you know, a few months of work for writers. So they tend to get paid less. Sometimes for, uh, you know, sometimes they're working just as long, but they, they get their pay gets diluted over a longer period of time. Um, and, you know, sometimes they find themselves working from, you know, having to put several, having to get several jobs, uh, in one year to be able to make their health insurance, for example. Um, so, you know, because they only do these short, you know, eight episode series. If you'll notice when you watch some of these big shows like Bridgerton, you know, it's only eight episodes. Um, so that's, that's key to how, uh, you know, pay has been impacted. What are some of the practical implications here? Let's uh, starting. Let's, let's say they strike. It, it kicks in May second, May third. What happens? When do consumers start noticing changes? Well, they could start to see it immediately. You know, some of the uh, in the last strike, there was arrangements made for late night shows um, to uh, continue uh, for writers on those shows, but it's unclear what's going to happen now. And there's shows that um, are filming now in L.A. that are likely to still be, you know, the, the average procedural that you see or, you know, shows that are filming their seasons now that might still be, you know, planning to have filmed. They'll get stopped. So that means that um, either they could see some some limit, you know, immediately. But so much more of our content now is on streaming and sort of uh, is, you know, uh, to view, you know, as as you want. So, um it might you might not see the impact maybe until later in the year when you, the show you're waiting for the next season got delayed. Um, but the studios have been preparing. Uh, they've known this is going to you know this has been a likelihood for a long time. So they've been stockpiling scripts. They've been bringing up filming um, or delaying filming. And uh, and you know we might see a little bit more of what what happened during 2007, which was you know a, a bit more. Uh, reality and unscripted content, which isn't covered by the union contract. Very interesting. What are the chances that a mediator could come in and maybe help uh, move negotiations along? Have you heard that they might be dipping into that option? 
I, um, I mean, look, that's always a possibility, uh, but I think that would probably be later on in the process. Right now, um, you know, uh, it's, it's they're still in talks uh, ahead of um, ahead of the co- contract lapsing on May first. So um, I think probably, you know, if 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 uh, if they do go on strike and it's protracted, then you know that is one option. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Our guest has been Anusha Sakui, entertainment industry writer for the Los Angeles Times. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.